Welcome to See Our Studies. Join us each week as we take a deep dive into the Word of God, start a conversation, and discuss how it applies to our lives today. What's up, church? That's how we start every podcast, and we are so <laughs> glad to be here with you. So glad. And we're close to Christmas, everybody. Christmas. Um, it's Christmas. We Almost. Uh, <laughs> we do say what's up and as if yes. people can respond. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, so. What's up? Um, we are with the same people that have been here the last couple episodes. Um, Stalworths. Zach um, Collins. Yep. Uh, teaching pastor J.D. Lowry and master pastor. No, 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 Collins. He's graced us with his presence. It's been great to have you here for the last eight years. (laughs) Jason, (laughs) within the last couple weeks, has fired both of us. Calling me that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Well, we're glad that you're listening. And before we jump into the last Advent word, which is love, um, we're going to talk about Christmas and what we love about Christmas. Mm. Assuming everybody at the table deeply loves Jesus, and that's your favorite thing about Christmas, and you deeply love your family. What is your favorite part about this time of year and the Christmas season? The food. Food is always good. Mm. Love me some puppy chow, Mm. sauce and cheese balls. Um, I mean, honestly, we just do a lot of breakfast food at our house, and breakfast food is the best food in the world. No one can tell me otherwise. There has never been a sadness that cannot be cured by breakfast food. You guys are like Ron Swanson. That is a Ron Swanson quote. Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, for me, um, so our, our family, you know, our kids have gotten older, obviously. Um, and You're as old, we Zach. Do, as we do that, thank you, thank you. we don't do, you know, we don't unwrap as many like toys and things like that. So several years ago, we moved towards asking our kids for like, let's do some, ex- let's experience some things together. So our family likes to spend time together. And so we, we like to go places. So over the holidays, we'll do, we'll probably do multiple escape rooms uh, as part of our Christmas present. And, um, you know, we, who knows, we may go, we there's other places we may go in the process. I don't want to share all of them because some of them might be surprises that I can't get out there. But No one's here that's going to hear that or anything, so you just say it now. So anyway, um, <laughs> no, I, I love doing that. I just love the time with the family. Um, I, love, I love, to be honest, I get up really early almost every day, so I kind of love the chill and the sleeping in. And I love, this is going to sound nuts, um, I love getting up and going running in the cold. There's nobody out there. I don't like any of that sentence. I don't like running early or the cold. Respect. Um. I do. I love getting out. I get out early. I'll go. There's some trails by the house, and um, I'll go get on the trails. And um, I was out Thanksgiving morning, and, like, there was, like, this fog over some water that I was running around. It was just beautiful. It was great. That's awesome. Um, I, uh, I I like lights. Mm. I, think they're, I think they're mesmerizing to look at. Um, I Christmas at Crossroads, you have been out. Like yep. shout out. Go go shout it. Yeah, show up, look at look around, go walk through the lights. It's beautiful. It is. Um shout out to Wes uh, Wes and Robert Wes Hearn. Wes Hearn. <laughs> I was gonna say Wes Barnett and Robert Hearn. Shout out to them for their leadership in that. And also all a bunch of you folks who might be listening who showed up to, to help work that and serve at that. It's beautiful to look at. My son um is obsessed with the Christmas lights on the tree. It's kind of kind of cute to see um he's like his old man he likes to he gets mesmerized by those things and so um i like to look at the lights i enjoy it that's cool christmas movies that's my favorite part of christmas mm. no Every, way no there's no way that's true <laughs> that's <laughs> so <laughs> false uh, i love that this feels like but a we have answer. to agree die hard greatest christmas movie elf greatest christmas movie. okay yeah. whatever um, go ahead 
I love this. I love the Christmas season at our church. Um, I love what we do with the big give. I'm just. It's not Jesus, and it's you not my family. Totally, Jesus juked us. Yeah. I'm just saying, I love this season. It's you been literally really fun. told us before the podcast, guys. Ooh. We can assume Jesus in your family. Don't be spiritual, guys. It's a, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I love the big give, um, and I also love just lean into it, sleeping in. <laughs> I, <laughs> you kind of stole my thunder. That's my favorite part of Christmas is that when we get home on mm. Christmas Eve, we will go to bed, and we there's not an alarm. On Christmas Day, so it's my favorite yeah. part of Christmas. Oh, and this year, Christmas Eve services, hey, early on the 24th. Yeah, you could be in bed by one. <laughs> no, I could not. I do have family. I know I said we're not going to talk about it, but we do actually have it. Wes um, is going home. He's like, guys, good night. That's yeah, it. This is it. <laughs> we're going to be like, sleep good, Wes. Hibernation after the Christmas yeah. Eve services. Yeah. He's like a bear. He goes into hibernation <laughs> for about two weeks. We'll see you next year. Wake me up for my cruise, guys. <laughs> Oh, it's man. been a great podcast, <laughs> and if you were looking for the definition of what love is and not, we, that is well. I mean, we started we started off this podcast, this you know Advent podcast, making fun of Zach and his vacation, and we're going to end mm-hmm. it making fun of Wes and his vacation. Symmetry, callbacks. All right, symmetry. All right, keep on. Let's, Let's talk it. about love, right? Go ahead. I was ready for the song. What? what? I don't know. You just snapped your fingers. And I, you I don't know. I just, yeah. What's love got to do yep. with it? Um, it has to do with everything. Love bites. So, um, we're going to go to the most love hurts. Thank you. We're going to go to the most (laughs) famous passage of scripture um, that has been on football players' eye black and is very, very famous for that. Um, A specific Florida Gators quarterback. Um, But it just says this: For God so loved the world that He gave what? I was (laughs) tebowing. That He gave His only Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. Um, And a lot of times when we talk about this verse we go you you ask this question jason when you preach sometimes like what's the verb in the verse and the verb in the verse is that he gave his son um but i love this question just thinking about it this morning the idea of like what motivated the giving like god wasn't he wasn't bored like he didn't just feel bad for us but he loved us it says Mm. for god so loved the world and his response to that love was to give his only son Mm. so that we could have a relationship with him, and I was thinking about the idea of love. It's different than the other Advent words, where you can't go to Scripture and go and find a verse that says God is peace, or God is hope, or God is joy. You get a lot of the phrases of the hope of the Lord, the joy of the Lord, the peace of God. But you can find in First John, John actually describes God at, as love. Yeah, it says, "Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God." And anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. So for you guys, when you think about the love of God, what are some things that immediately jump to your mind? Uh, the first one that, that jumps to my mind is just how unique the love of God is to anything that we have in and of ourselves as love. Like so much, we've talked about this a lot in the Advent season, but I think it's true of all these words our love of something is contingent upon like personal enjoyment and everything going well. Like if you're going, I love pizza. You don't say that if you, if you hate the taste, right? You love it because you get to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and if I, you go, man, I love spending time with this group of people. It's probably not the people that you have constant conflict and turmoil with. It's because you enjoy it and everything. And it would be so easy for God's love to be like, for God. So, 
God was so fed up with the world. Mm -hmm. God was so annoyed with the world. God was so put out by the rebellion of the world that he sent his only son to clean up the mess. So the idea that God's love is not based on any of those things, that in the middle of all of it falling apart, which you know wasn't, wasn't plan B, by the way. The Bible says that Jesus Christ was slain before the foundation of the world. And so it was always his plan A to love us, which means that his love was not dependent on our past or our present. It was, all of his love is dependent on his character, who he is. He is love. And so it is so unique from anything that we would say about love outside of a context of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah. just completely unique. Yeah, I mean, I see God's love as this love that can just hold all the weight and all the baggage that we put on ourselves, that baggage of sin that we constantly put on ourselves, that baggage of the shame that we want to put on ourselves, that God's love is the love that can withstand that. Yeah. I mean, you, you look at how the world wants to talk about love, and honestly, the, the and I'm going to talk about, I get to talk some about this at youth, and I already got to do some, but um, in this Advent series we're in, but this is, it's interesting how the world wants to package all of these words, and especially love, the same way that on the outside, the Bible kind of describes it, that it's this good thing that makes you feel good, and uh, it's this, it, it, you know, you even get some weddings where maybe these people aren't exactly spiritual and stuff, but they'll describe it as patient and kind, stuff like that that the Bible uses. And it's this outside looks really good, but once you grab onto it, man, you realize like there is a difference between what's inside each of these things because one is real and one is fake. Yeah. 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 Like the idea of like the strength of that love. Like yeah. when you look at 1 Corinthians 13, which you're referencing. And you go, love is patient, it's kind, is not even, is not boast, is not proud, is not rude, is not self-seeking. Like all those kinds of things, you go, that takes strength. It it is it is work to do that. Um, no, I was, you know, you mentioned the different kinds of love. Like, you know, you'll talk to a seventh grade boy, and he's like, I love her, right? Uh-huh. Like, like I'm in love, like I'm in love, and it's like, well, maybe not next week, you know? Like, <laughs> like maybe there, there's. It, it, it's this love that's like contingent on these feelings and this, you know, yeah. goody goody gum drop, like tickle your ears type of thing. Um, but that's not that's not the love that that, that God did, is not the love that God displays um, in, in Scripture. And um, uh, think of the story of Lazarus. Caleb Turner a couple weeks ago mentioned started talking about the story of Lazarus and about how Jesus loved Lazarus. Um, it's interesting. Whenever Mary and Martha sent for Jesus, they said. Um, Jesus, the one who you love, is sick, and the the word for love here was was not. It, it was a like a friendship type of love, is phileo love, um, and so they're saying like, hey, Jesus, like the one who you phileo, your friend, the one who you love, is sick, um, and Jesus, it says in scripture that Jesus loved Lazarus. He says that he loved Lazarus and Mary and Martha, but the love there is not phileo love. The love there is agape love. Um, and the, the thought that I have with this is like that, that Jesus, his, God, his love is, is deeper than any love that we could possibly understand because it's a love that's willing to do hard things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a love that's willing to discipline. It's a love that's willing to die for, for us. Um, and so it's an, it's an amazing type of love. And so um, that's kind of what I think of. Yeah, and I think in a world where the definition of love is so messed up, that's kind of what Zach was getting at. It's so important to to define what love is. That's why we're actually going to go to first Corinthians 13 and and read it. Love is love is not a thing. Um, undefined word is undefined word. Doesn't work. Um, but because the Bible says God is love, our definition of love is deeply important. Yeah. We have to know what it is because it 
directly reflects how we view God. Mm -hmm. So in 1 Corinthians 13, um, Jason kind of ran through this real fast a second ago. I'm going to read this and just want you guys to think about when you hear this, you could actually replace the word God with or love with the word God because God is love. Mm -hmm. And what um, kind of attributes of love are you grateful for from God, um, particularly this time of year? Um, In verse 4, it says this, love is patient, love is kind, love does not envy, it is not boastful, it's not arrogant, it is not rude, it is not self-seeking, it is not irritable, it does not keep a record of wrongs, love finds no joy in unrighteousness, but rejoices in the truth, it bears all things, believes all things, and hopes all things, endures all things, love never ends. But as for prophecies, they will come to an end, and as for tongues, they will cease, as for knowledge, it will come to an end, for we know in part... And we prophesy in part, but when the perfect comes, the partial will come to an end. And when I was a child, I spoke like a child, and I thought like a child, and I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put aside childish things. For now, we see only a reflection as in a mirror, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I will know fully as I am fully known. Now these three remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. Mm -hmm. So for you guys, when you think about the definition of love that Paul gives here, um, and that John tells us that God is love. What, um, what parts of this definition jump out to you um, just from a sense of gratitude um, of how God loves us? I mean, I'll take the first thing he says, patience. Um, one, because I am not good at being patient, so I'm grateful that I have a God that loves me in his patience um, despite anything I may do and any the, the ways I sin and struggle in my life that he is patient enough with me to still walk along with me and be like, hey, like, come on, like, let's let's work on this. Let's let's get better. That like, we, I believe in you. That kind of thing. The fact that we have a father that's like that is so big, in my opinion. Um, I think love keeps no record of wrong. Mm-hmm. Something really sticks to me um, because so often I, I keep I keep a tally in my brain of my shortcomings and my failures, um, and it's so comforting to know that I serve a God that. Uh, cast my sin as far as the east is from the mm-hmm. west, um, yeah. and he remembers it no more. Not that God has short-term memory, but that whenever he sees me, he chooses not to remember where I failed. Mm-hmm. Um, because God cannot like somehow forget something. It's just in that moment, he will not accuse me of something that he has forgiven me for. Um, you know, in, in life, sometimes you forgive your sibling, forgive your spouse, but then in an argument later, you'll be like, yeah, but you did that one thing. Well, in that moment, you're choosing to remember something that you've declared that you've forgiven, and that's not how our God is. That's mm-hmm. not the example that he gives. Um, that's a God that's willing and, and able and, and, and chooses to uh, keep no record of wrong. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. It's amazing to me that this love is not boastful or arrogant. Like, if anyone ever had the right to be boastful mm-hmm. or arrogant about their love, <coughs> it's God. But we know that boastfulness and arrogance repels people. Mm-hmm. And so even though God has every right to boast in this, and and not that you could ever attribute arrogance to God, but um, to think much of themselves, God, you know, we see this in Jesus, you know, taking on the very form of a servant mm-hmm. um, and humbling himself um, so that we could receive him and so we could understand him. Um, that, that to me is... Um, it's pretty mind-blowing to think about and that. And in this Christmas story, that is that is Jesus, the Word put yeah. on flesh and mm-hmm. dwelt yep. among us. This yep. is the moment. This is the God of the universe being born in the stable. Yep. Um, 
that's the picture of love. Yeah, I think for me, um, sometimes I find where I'm most grateful for God is where my shortcomings are the kind of the brightest. Mm-hmm. Um, just the idea that love is not irritable. Um, I don't need any comments from the table. Uh, this can be something I struggle with. Um, stop laughing. Um, but just the idea of like when, even if though I deeply love um, my wife, and I, but I can get irritated um, in moments, and I can get irritated with my friends, or I can get irritated. And just the thought of that God is not irritated with me. As much as I fail, as much as I fall short every single day, that God is not sitting up in heaven going, oh my goodness, I'm so tired of this guy. Um, just that is just such a, just a comforting thing to me and so grateful for it, especially this time of year where things are moving really fast and I can see myself getting irritated, but I look at my God who gives me an example of, man, I'm not irritated, I just love you. I want to be patient and kind with you. Yeah, you think about like when we get into those moments, like you, know, you get into an argument with your spouse or a friend or whatever and you go, like at some point, not everybody, but a lot of people go like, I need to be away from you for a minute. I need some distance. How amazing is it that we have a God who doesn't love us from a distance mm-hmm. yep. and had every right to, had every right to be like, I'm done with this. But instead, you know, that's where you get John three sixteen, like yep. where God gave his only son. He stepped into, you know, the, the, the put on flesh and dwelt among us, like all that mm-hmm. stuff. Like um, it wasn't because he was like, man. Look at humanity. They are crushing it. I want to go be a part of what they got going on. It was like they are a mess, and instead of throwing my hands up, I'm going to love them up close in a way that they can understand it. Yeah, yeah. like God is with us. Like mm-hmm. that. Like he didn't love us from a distance, and he doesn't just like, well, I'll save them, but I don't yeah. really want to be friends with them. Like he, he, he can't, he's, he's Emmanuel, God yes. with us. Like he came down here, put on flesh, did all this. To be, mm-hmm. to be close to us, to be with us, and not because of how awesome we are, right. but because of how much he loves. Yeah. Like, he is the amazing thing. Hmm. Yeah, and I was just thinking about, like, as we kind of walk into Christmas, we're going to be around. I know for me, I will be around a lot of lost people, a lot of people that don't have hope um, or joy or peace in their life. And in First John, it'll say, we love because he first loved us. And then in the Gospel of John, it'll say that the world will know us by our love. So as we look at that passage, I'm not going to walk back through it, but um, just to be thinking about, man, when I'm around my family or when I'm around people that don't know Jesus, is my love for people patient, kind, not self-seeking, not arrogant, not boastful? Because if we could walk like that, walk like Jesus did, that's going to be the thing that draws others in, especially this holiday season where we see more and more people are open to the gospel and open to the love of Jesus. Yeah, I mean, again, you talk about all that, and it's this, you know, you go back to even Romans 5, 8, like that for God loved the world in this way that while we were still yet sinners, Christ died for us. So that it's no, there's no contingency on what we can do or what we have done or what we will do. None of that matters because while we were at our lowest point, his love was there to have his son die for us. And um, like, and, uh, just like you were saying, like how can we approach that this holiday season with our own families and people that we will be around and even go to Christmas Eve services, like all, no matter what church you go to, like it's going to be packed. There's going to be a lot of people. And how are you going to show that love that even when you're pulling into the parking lot and someone swoops in and take a parking spot from you, maybe something like that, like little stuff like that, are you going to let that affect you as you walk into the building then? Yeah. yeah. Your mother-in-law is going to be mean to you this Christmas. Like, <laughs> like you're, you're, Not you're, mine. You're, 
<laughs> not, not mine either, right? Yeah. Um, I was like, watch it. But no, like, whatever, like, bad thing, like, annoyances are going to take place with people that are, you're close to. Like, in that moment, choose to love. Yep. Yeah. It's a choice that we have. Yeah, that love is, God's love is so transformative. Like, and, uh, which is, shouldn't really be shocking, right? Like, um, you know, Wes, if you, if you found, like, your new favorite restaurant that you fell in love with, how does it begin to change your life? It begins to change my schedule, right, um, and my bank account. Yep, um, and my weight usually depends <laughs> <laughs> on the restaurant. But yeah, doesn't it even true. it even impacts relationships, yeah. right? Because yep. you bring people yep. to it. You want to. If we do that with a restaurant, like how transformative should the love of God be if that lands in our life? Yeah. I, well, the answer to that I thought was I thought the question was rhetorical, but it's infinitely more. Yes. Right. If Jesus has impacted our life, it should he should be the subject of our conversations, the reason we love people really well. So this Christmas, go spend time with people, love them really well, um, and be grateful for the love of God. Church, we love you. Merry Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.